Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we have something special down here at Birdland this evening. A recording for Blue Note Records. When you applaud for the different passages, your hands go right over the record there. So when they play them over and over throughout the country, you may be someplace and uh, say, well, that's my hand on one of those records that I've done down at Birdland. You are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hi, this is Mick, and you are listening to a Chirp Radio artist interview. I am on the line with Chicago luminary Micaiah McRaven. How are you doing today, Micaiah? I'm doing great, Mick. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. We're very, we're super excited to have you on. So the first question, your new album is called Deciphering the Message. You were given access to the Blue Note archives for this release. I just want to start out by asking you about the title and just specifically, what were you able to decode in the process of making this album? Well, that's the question that I am posing to you and to all the listeners. I mean, uh, really, the title is in reference to uh, Art Blakey track um, off of the record. I believe it's off of Indestructible. But there's a ty- there's a song on the record called Deciphering the Message. And a lot of members from Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers uh, were coming through this record. You know, there were a lot of the tracks that I sampled and, and kind of revisited and something about you know i like the music to speak for itself it's particularly instrumental music and i and i think instrumental music can speak in ways that the literal word cannot and you know it's difficult to speak about music in terms of how to explain it without just technical terms so i think you know we're presenting music and there's a history and a legacy of this music and and it's for us to kind of experience and and try to figure out what it means to you and for us and for this time one of the things that i'm really impressed about with this album is just how cohesive it sounds. Sometimes sampled music, sometimes intentionally can sound a little disjointed. The fabric and the textures of this album are just beautifully, beautifully integrated. And one of the things that really struck me is that it sounds like a live recording, which for sample-based music, you know, and music that is produced in the way that this album was, it's kind of incredible. I'm guessing that this was intentional. What was the idea behind producing the record in this way to achieve that specific sound? Well, you know, I've I've for a long time been uh, interested in in the difference between the live space, the recorded space, and where those things meet. And that was something I worked a lot on in the record in the moment that came out 2015, I believe. And you know, one thing that struck me about a lot of these uh, Blue Note re- recordings is that Blue Note was going around and recording a lot of bands live, and that was something that they were known to do. And that was kind of a cool little way where my work kind of intersected with my work with International Anthem, the label intersected with kind of this early Blue Note era. And, um, you know, I found when going through some of the archives, it was just really some nice moments of, you know, Art Blakey talking on the microphone or Pee Wee Marquette and just bringing us into that space and and telling a little bit of that story and and that be part of the narrative was something I found interesting. And I I also, furthermore, I I like adding little bits of of speech or, or stage banter to the record records like a skit in in a hip-hop record or or just something that kind of brings us out of just the record and and helps transport us into a a space in our minds.
minds or, or where we feel like we're there experiencing this. How did the, the situation where you just had total access to the Node archives, um, where they're just thrown open to you, like how did that come about? Obviously, you're a respected musician. You should have access to these to these archives. But I want to know specifically how that ended up happening. Uh, well, I think, you know, with my earlier works, really starting to investigate sampling deeper, uh, whether going through my own improvisations or uh, remixes and, and such, you know, I just kind of started to, this was a big part of, of the world I'm exploring as an artist and uh, and that is like repurposing audio using the studio as uh, as another instrument and, and and just music technology as well as sampling repurposing sound and I had the opportunity you know through mutual friends and contacts professionally and otherwise to sit down with Don was the president of Blue Note and the legendary producer and we just kind of hit it off and we're talking about music and presenting different you know he's asked me about my idea uh, my ideas and my work and I was just presenting different ideas of how, you know, it might be interesting to work, you know, with older samples and do different things like that. And how that was a, a bit of inspiration of, of how I even got into working like this. And then from there, just it just kind of naturally developed into, you know, he, he's like, I lo he loved the ideas and, and we just started working. Okay, cool. Did you need to do any sort of prep for that meeting? Or did you, you just had the opportunity to meet with him and you took it and it evolved into, into access to the archives? I knew I knew that I was interested in in having opportunity to like work with uh, archival material sampling and and doing that and that's something I've listened to a lot of hip hop that's sampled from classic jazz records and I've been sampling my own records and and so I you know I had the idea I wanted to be able to work with archival stuff and so when we had the opportunity to chat it was pretty natural and didn't really have to like prepare anything that I haven't been you know preparing for you know my my career Right, you had you had been preparing your whole life for this moment, so. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mean to put it like I didn't mean to yeah. put it put it like that, but I mean, you know, my ideas are were there, and and you know, you get to present them to somebody who who you can collaborate with, and and that was that was how it kind of came about. Okay, yeah, so you were ready, you were ready, um, in so many words. So what what happened after that meeting? Did they just like give you the keys to uh, to the archive and say, okay, you know, turn out the lights when uh, when you're done, like? Uh, I, mean, what <laughs> I mean, you know, I metaphorically, I guess, you know, in one way or another, um, I remember as when I, as when I, and this is a similar experience and, and I feel fortunate for this, but it's also a learning experience. And as when I did uh, the last record of Gil Scott Heron's remixing that work, I remember going to uh, Richard Russell, just like I went to Don Was, and I said, here's some of my ideas, any direction, anything you guys, you know, and here are some themes and this is blah, blah, blah. And they, they just kind of said, you know, we trust you to, 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 to do your thing and kind of just kind of, yeah, left, left me there, you know, to figure, to figure it out. Um, and with a vast amount of material there, uh, particularly on this record, deciphering the message. And that was cool. And then I just kind of went, went at it myself, kind of figuring out, you know, what direction I want to go, what tracks I wanted to use, and just kind of experimenting a lot with, with, with different pieces that I had available to me. 
So what was your approach to the archive? Um, because obviously there is too much material for one person to process and metabolize in its entirety. So how did you go about, you know, sort of setting rules for yourself when diving in and, and looking for um, what you wanted to use for this record? Yeah, I certainly started with some amount of parameters. Like I, I, I knew I wanted to kind of start pre-70s when the label uh, switched switched over and they started to do a lot more modern stuff. And, and to me, that was, you know, you're getting into eras where there's a lot more electric instruments and roses and, you know, and there's a lot more backbeat stuff that was entering there and, and funkier stuff. And I, I felt like I, I that wasn't what I wanted to deal with. I want to deal with like older archival material and, and kind of you know, also kind of get into the, you know, a certain period of jazz music when uh, it was, you know, these young guys were really hip and cool and were like pushing the boundaries of, of, of music and, and were coming up at a certain time and, you know, wanting to kind of tell that youth, youthful story of the music in, in a youthful way now. like you learned while investigating this archive that you didn't know before or what did you get a sense of from experiencing the music in the way that you did that uh, that you that you maybe didn't have before uh, you began this process well you know I've, I've listened to a lot of blue note records and i've studied a lot of music uh, as a young musician who is trying to you know, learn this music and, and, and really absorb a lot. But having like this, to like dig in deeper and, 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 and looking for records that I never knew before or haven't heard, I, I felt I learned a lot, I, you know, just as a player, honestly. And, and it was like, I'm over here, I'm making all these, uh, you know, kind of beats and rearrangements of tracks that have some grooves and maybe take an intro or outro but also i often found myself just really wanted to, to like sit and listen to the solos and cats swinging and and, and wanted me to get back to kind of playing some standards and 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 doing stuff like that myself which has, hasn't been you know what what the bulk of what i've been doing for the last few years i made a, i mean just for myself while going through i made a really nice collection of drum intros you know eight bar uh four bar eight bar intros that you hear in a lot of tunes where the drummer was set up the tune i just made myself an archive of those just to transcribe and 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 listen to and study and, and all of the work that i do as a musician as much as it is my professional output you know i try to maintain a student of music and look at every opportunity as a, a chance to grow and learn something as an artist as a musician and if that can interact with my professional growth, then then that's that's the best of both worlds. Were there any artists who you gained a new appreciation for through this process? Uh, you know, one artist that I wasn't even I'm, I'm 
I didn't really know was Eddie Gale and I, I sampled Black Rhythm happening for the record and uh, you know I wasn't that familiar with his music and and him being kind of a different type of sound in the Blue Note catalog going in a, in a different direction than kind of like a lot of the stuff you would hear traditionally on that label. It was a really progressive thing and at the same time as I was working on this you know I learned I learned more about Eddie Gale from Damon Locks of Black Monument Ensemble who got a lot of inspiration from from Eddie Gale's records for that group and so that was a kind of cool place where that those things came together and uh, you know uncover more and see that Elvin Jones was playing on the Eddie Gale record and yeah that was that was something and uh, I sampled uh, Jack Wilson from Easterly Winds record it was a record I hadn't really been familiar with or any of his music and I I just I thought that was a really nice sounding record beautifully recorded record and artists you know that I knew that I just started listening to just like checking more records out Andrew Hill and you know it's the list goes on well Micaiah this has been a really fabulous conversation I really appreciate you uh, hopping on the line and sharing so many insights with me and our audience thank you so much for your time again this has been Mick in conversation with Micaiah McRaven he has a album out called deciphering the message it's out on blue note thank you so much for your time today Micaiah all right thank you Mick This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.